Today on the Thanksgiving Travel Edition of the Travel Guys. In the travel news, Carnival bans a passenger for life for having gummies in her bag, and Lyft offers an on-time holiday promise. Those stories next in the news. Holiday travel officially starts tomorrow morning. Mark has some parking and other airport reminders in our Smarter Traveler segment. It's coming up at 11.20. In keeping with our holiday travel theme, we check in with our TSA friends at 3.35. Their number one tip, think about this one, make sure you're starting your packing with an empty bag. We'll explain at 11.35. Planes will be full. Mark has... He'd had two chances to give up his seat on the plane last week for a sizable compensation. I, I understand it was about $1,500. Can't wait to find out why he gave that up. And that's at 11.50. He'll tell you the important things to know before you take that great offer and get off the plane. If you're heading to the airport in the next six weeks, we have lots of great information for you. If not, you'll still want to hang around for this week's edition of The Travel Guys. On the road again. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Again, uh, links to our special guests and lots lots more to make you a smarter traveler always at our website, TravelGuysRadio.com. Well, welcome back from Shreveport, Louisiana, where you were last week, Mark, when we caught up with you. Uh, thank you. Thank good you. to have you back. How was, uh, how was your trip? Uh, it was good. It was good. I was in uh, Shreveport for the annual National Tour Association meeting, which is where tour operators go every year to meet with Goof people who, who run hotels and uh, attractions and restaurants and state tourism offices <laughs> and local tourism offices, all those things, in order to build new products and to check in with people that you're doing business with throughout the year. So it's kind of a way to do make a lot of a lot of one-stop shopping, so to speak, and learn about what's going on in the industry. So back home now, and uh, back to putting putting together trips and taking people on the road. In fact, uh, Clayton leaves tomorrow morning with a group of folks who are going to New York City over Thanksgiving, trip he does every year, and they're going to see Broadway shows and all kinds of fun things in New York City over the holiday. I know you used to always do the. Uh, I, I do believe you would do the Thanksgiving parade. Is that uh, is that still on the docket, or has it just gotten too crazy? Well, um, a couple of things have happened. The parade used to come right through Times Square, and we stayed at the Marriott Marquis, so it was a matter of literally you could go out on the street and watch the parade. And because the Thanksgiving parade is a balloon parade, so mm-hmm. most of what you're looking at is up in the sky as opposed to right. on the surface of the street. So if you're 20 people deep in the crowd, it doesn't really matter because everybody's looking up anyway. But um, the parade got rerouted and doesn't go through Times Square and past the Marriott anymore. So it's no longer, it's one of those things where if folks want to get up and walk over a couple of blocks and watch some of the parade, they can, and many people do, uh, but they don't necessarily have to. So Got it. All right. Well, that sounds like a, a great trip. I'm yeah, sure if the weather holds up, they'll have a great time. 
Outstanding. Well, we are the Travel Guys. We've got a lot of stuff to cover today. At the uh, top of every Travel Guys radio program, we uh, start off with bringing you up to date in the travel news. And officially with the travel news for today, as always, uh, here's Mark. Lyft has announced a on-time holiday pickup promise. It involves only airport rides. If you schedule uh, a ride with Lyft to the airport and they're 10 minutes late or more, you'll receive up to $100 in Lyft credits. It doesn't explain exactly how you get to that $100 level. Um, I'm guessing it's probably graduated based on how late the car was. But what yeah. they're doing, they're, they're promising that uh, they're putting their money where their mouth is and saying if your car is not on time to take you to the airport, that they will compensate you for it. Lyft also reminds you that you can schedule rides up to 30 days in advance, same with with their competitor. You can lock in your price and get your preferred pickup time, and then drivers can accept the ride in advance. This is particularly recommended, I will suggest to you, if you are leaving for the airport at 3.30 in the morning, because if you wait until... 3.15 in the morning to order a car, you might find that there aren't very many people out there that morning, and all of them are taken, and now you've complicated things. So just like you have to do your homework uh, when you're going someplace, you need to do your homework in order to go someplace. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the Smarter Traveler segment, because I was out at the airport a couple of times this week. Um, the big crush hasn't started yet, really pretty much starts tomorrow. But we're going to talk about that a little bit because um, things are more crowded, and you really need to allow yourself plenty of time to make sure that that uh, that you can get everything done that you need to do. Especially if you're schlepping little ones, or you have a bunch of luggage, or you have grandma in tow, or anything that slows you down a little bit, causes you to to you know have to gather your forces from time to time. Then you yeah. need to, you need to know what we have to hear late, what we have to say later in the program. Okay. Uh, back to the news. Carnival Cruise Lines has banned a passenger for life because she packed gummies in a carry-on bag. Um, as you might guess, these weren't just any gummies like you buy at the grocery store. These were CBD gummies. Um, it happened in August on a cruise departing from Miami. Um, gummies are conditionally legal in the state of Florida, but all cruise lines prohibit such items and it's pretty clearly stated i went to carnival's website and it's pretty clearly stated on their website i didn't check out the other guys but um you 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 if you get on board with something like that that see here's the problem um something might be legal in the country or the state that you're coming from but the cruise ship is going to a bunch of other places and those things may not be legal in those other ports of call. So the way the cruise line covers themselves is they say, well, you can't bring all this illegal stuff on board. It may be legal where you're from, but it's not legal where you're going. The other thing is, as we were talking about before we went on the air, the cruise line has a vested interest in you getting wasted on your dollar on board the ship. So, now are you, with with that being said, are you saying that uh, there is a possibility that a Carnival Cruise Line would actually have a dispensary of some sort for for gummies and CBDs uh, actually on board? <laughs> no, because remember they're saying these things aren't legal some places. Alcohol is legal every place that they go, oh. so you can buy their overpriced alcohol and get as wasted as you want on board but these other things so uh, the point of all this is um be careful if you think that you're beating the system 
by taking your favorite gummies on board of a cruise ship or into a foreign country or anything like that, um, you could be getting yourself into a whole lot of trouble. So make sure you know the rules ahead of time so that you know what the risks are because some of these things are, are not innocuous. This lady was not, a, the, she was searched getting on board. They found the, the, the gummies. I don't know how they figured out what they were. Maybe she had them in an original package or whatever it was. But the lady is now banned for life from Carnival Cruise Lines. What is really interesting, though, is that the press release saying that she, they've decided to ban her from Carnival doesn't mention whether or not she's banned from Carnival's sister companies. Carnival has four or five other cruise lines that they've bought over the years, so they didn't mention whether she was banned from all of those or just from a Carnival ship. Anyway, um, the point is be careful when you're taking substances or things on board a cruise ship that are that may not be acceptable. Well, some of those uh, gummies, CBDs, uh, are for medical purposes, uh, yes. not uh, necessarily. So I suppose if that's your situation, you probably need to declare that ahead of time well that was her claim was that they were a sleep aid and that they were prescribed by her doctor and that she had a medical card and all that kind of jazz but the cruise line said no wow. that, that that's not going to get you that's not we're not letting you bring they, this stuff they really board. they were they went hard on her didn't they well they did and i i don't know you know i have been on a cruise ship like carnival for many 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 years and probably won't in the rest of my days however um, if you do those kinds of things, why it's obvious that um, they're you're not the first person who has tried to do what you're doing. So good luck to you with that. Uh, here's another thing from Carnival. This is a little more positive thing. They plan the first 5G coverage on their cruise ship, the Jubilee. The Carnival Jubilee um, will be the first Carnival vessel and the first cruise ship in North America to buy, provide guests with access to 5G mobile phone service. It will be available starting in early 2024. That's really kind of interesting because if you've ever tried to use uh, service on a a plane, uh, Internet connections or anything on a plane or a bus Mm -hmm. or any kind of moving vehicle, which I will say that a a ship is a moving transport, um, it's really spotty and really unreliable, and it's hard to stream things and stuff like that. So we'll see um, if Carnival is successful in their Endeavor. Southwest Airlines has adjusted pricing for, speaking of libations on board, uh, has adjusted pricing for their alcohol for the first time since 2018. I love the press releases from airlines when they do things like this because they always find a way to paint it, to word paint it, in a way that will make it sound wonderful for the customers. Here's what Southwest said. Southwest last adjusted pricing for onboard beverages in 2018 and recently reviewed our position as we work to keep fares low while offering our customers unmatched flexibility. Upon review, we made the decision to implement a modest change to the pricing of our alcoholic beverages, which went into effect starting November 15th. Because, as she said earlier, they want to offer their customers unmatched flexibility. I only have one question. What the hell does the price of a beer on board have to do with unmatched flexibility for your customers? <laughs> All verbiage. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, an airline has never raised a price or changed anything that was to their benefit. It's all for the unmatched flexibility of our customers. <laughs> um, and what I would suggest to you that means is bend over 
because that's the flexibility that you're about to show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, here's a, here's the best and worst airports for the holidays for holiday season flight disruptions. I was amazed to find out that the number three worst performing airport in the country is in Las Vegas, Harry Reid Airport, which has wow. just become overwhelmed. Um, Southwest does a lot more business there than they used to. The worst one in the country is in San Juan, Puerto Rico, followed by Orlando. Uh, and then uh, Vegas's airport comes in at 29.7% of their flights delayed. Delayed means 20 minutes or more. So um, that's three out of ten, one out of three. So what that tells me is if you're going to connect in Las Vegas... A lot of Southwest flights connect in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. If you're going to connect in Las Vegas, try to do it as early in the day as possible. When you're coming back to Sacramento, try to avoid connecting in Las Vegas late in the day if you can because you're asking for trouble there. Uh, five other notable airports with uh, big delays, Tampa, Honolulu, Jacksonville. That's kind of interesting. SFO, not surprising, and Ontario, which is also a kind of surprising one. But anyway, airports... To avoid, be careful of Las Vegas. Good airports to fly through. Lowest rate of delays, Minneapolis-St. Paul at 16%. Seattle at 17%. I don't know if that holds up in the winter or not. Those might be summer numbers, so beware there. And finally, our last story. We've mentioned a couple times in the news in the last few months that Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam is trying to do some things to control noise and reduce the number of flights at the airport. Um, They had told folks that they were going to cut from 500,000 flights a year, 500,000, that's over 1,000 flights a day, that they were going to cut that modestly by 8%, uh, 40,000 flights. They have gotten so much garbage from from airlines, from other countries. Uh, People are saying, well, if you're going to limit our flights into your airport, then maybe we'll limit your flights into our airport. So they've gone back to try to figure out a better way and announced that they will not um, that they are not planning to reduce flights this matter is also before the Dutch Supreme Court so stay tuned um, just in case you didn't know um, the exhaust the airline air jet fuel is a fairly major part of the pollution on the planet mm-hmm. so when you get on an airplane uh, you're 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 not helping to solve the problem I'm just suggesting I get on airplanes a lot so point, if you want to point the finger at somebody, point it at me, but I'm just saying. And that's your travel news for today. And we are the Travel Guys, Mark and Tom. Don't forget TravelGuysRadio.com. Links to uh, lots of stuff to make you a smarter traveler. You know, today we've got a special once in a while, you know, special things land in our lap. And today we have a Travel Guys special from our friends at Rudy's Hideaway and Lobster House. And uh, we'll get to that in a minute. I'll tell you what it is. But first of all, Mark, you, uh, Rudy used to travel with Sports Leisure some he, time ago. He did. He did. He and his wife were Sports Leisure travelers for many, many, many years. Uh, many years. Went all over the, the place with I didn't even know that Rudy was a, was a traveler until one day somebody said, you know, that's Rudy from Rudy's Hideaway. And uh, he'd been traveling for, with us for a long time at that time. Really, really, really nice people. You know, uh, the holidays are here, and if you haven't made the plans yet, there's no better way to uh, celebrate this year than Rudy's Hideaway and Lobster House. Rudy's, uh, of course, has a fresh seafood, lobsters, hand-cut steaks. What's your favorite at Rudy's? I like the steaks. I'm not a lobster guy, so I like the steaks at Rudy's. 
you know, they got a banquet room and a catering department. You want to have your holiday party there. I think it would be a great place. At this time of the year, I'll go in for lunch, and there'll be people having their 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 lunch parties there, and they have a big room that they can uh, put all the folks. And of course, they've got their their catering truck. Uh, you can get those lobster rolls, filet mignon tacos. If you haven't had those, those are crazy good. Clam chowder is always special to me. And now it's time, folks, for the Travel Guys Rudy Hideaway special. Are you ready for this, Mark? You're gonna you're gonna want to take advantage of your own special: a six ounce lobster tail with rice pilaf, fresh vegetables, drawn butter. I don't know how to draw butter. Okay. Uh, sourdough bread, and it's all for only twenty nine ninety five. Twenty nine ninety five for the Travel Guys special. Once again, six ounce lobster tail, rice peel off, vegetables, and the, and the work. So check it out. Stop by Rudy's Hideaway, and uh, what are they supposed to say, Mark? You just go in and tell them that hey, the Travel Guys told me I can get a lobster for twenty nine ninety nine. How do I do that? Uh, twenty nine ninety five. You, oh, you, you price it up three. Less. <laughs> All right, Rudy's Hideaway, of course, over there off of Hazel and, and Highway 50. All right, more with the Travel Guys coming up. Holiday travel officially begins tomorrow. We're going to talk about parking at the airport and more stuff to make you a smarter traveler. Hey there, Mark and Tom, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Let's get to it. The travel season is underway. Mark, let's uh, make people smarter travelers when they... Head out to the airport or anywhere for that. Okay. Matter. Well, a lot of you are headed to the Sacramento airport. There are probably a few of you headed to the San Francisco or Oakland airports. I can't. San Francisco, I can understand, probably international or something like that. But good luck with that. Um, I have no wisdom for you folks who are going that far. But if you're headed to the Sacramento airport, um, I, I, again, was out there uh, twice in the last 10 days. Um, going outbound and coming back home. Came home on Thursday afternoon. Um, left uh, the previous Friday. Had to park in the West Economy lot again because I was leaving in the middle part of the day. So here's the deal. If you haven't heard us rant about this before, uh, I just checked the parking update for the airport right now. Now, remember, this is Saturday, um, and it's the middle part of the day. The, uh, the garage is full. The surface lot, the daily lot, has some spaces, a couple hundred spaces, and the, the both of the economy lots are open. Now, that's going to start to change tomorrow because the number of people flying out is going to increase. Um, if you're going out, I'm departing early tomorrow morning on a real quick overnight trip down to Palm Springs. So my flight leaves at 6.30. I'll be out at the airport at 5 in the morning. I'll probably have no problem finding a spot in the daily lot. If you're out there before eh, 6 o'clock, 6.30, you're seven even, you're probably okay. But what's going to happen is, as the day goes on and those lots fill up, your choices are going to become more limited. You can go to the Sacramento Airport's website and you can pull up before you leave home and see, or somebody can do it on the phone in the car while you're on the way out there and see which lots are open and available. Sometimes that changes during the day because they close a lot, a couple hundred cars leave, and three hours later they open it back up because now... There's a couple hundred spaces there. So a lot could be closed and then reopen. And so that situation could change just because of, of the flow of traffic. So be very careful about that. The shuttle buses, I waited almost 30 minutes for a shuttle bus to take me back to West Economy when I came in Thursday. So in, in, the driver explained that they, there was a shift change. And so I just I hit the wrinkle and, and got unlucky. 
there were lots of buses to the other lot. My point here is that you cannot cut your time so close that parking in a faraway lot, waiting 15 minutes. Also, you park in those economy lots, you pay to park before you leave. So get your, your license plate number you need to be able to enter it into the machine, tell it how many days you're going to be there, and then when they come around and check the license plates every night, they know how long that car is supposed to be there. You won't need to have a ticket or anything to get out because you have prepaid. But don't try to cheat the system because they have that covered. So uh, remember that you have to pay in advance. So here comes the shuttle bus. You pulled into the lot. You're thinking, oh, great, we hit the shuttle bus. But, oh, wait a minute, you've got to pay for parking. That's going to take a couple minutes. Now you've got to wait 20 more minutes for the next bus. And as Mark said, make sure to write down your license plate number, or you better know it, because you'll need it to pay for your ticket. Yes. If you're parking in the economy lots, you'll need to have your license plate number to pay for your ticket. If in the ground, the surface lot, the daily lot, or the garage, that's not the case. Right. You get a ticket when you go in. When you leave, the computer reads the ticket and tells you how much you owe. So the outlying systems are a little bit different. Also, um, I just thought of this. Remember, the airport is looking for shuttle bus drivers, and the pay's pretty good, and there's a signing bonus. So you can look at their website if you're interested in doing something like that. But just make sure there are going to be a lot of people who are not experienced travelers. Allow yourself as much time as you can at the airport. It wouldn't be so awful, especially if you've got two kids or grandma's going with you or you've got two kids and grandma and one's an infant and you've got a stroller or you know a car, whatever it is. Um, give yourself plenty of time so that you're not that person who is, you know, trying to hassle everybody else at the airport. You know, I'm out of time. I don't have any time. I got to get where I'm going. So, because there are going to be a lot of people like that. So, allow yourself plenty of time. Know that parking at the airport may be a little bit crowded as we get it closer to the Thanksgiving holiday. And there you go. All right. One of our best interviews of the year, uh, always, uh, it seems throughout the year, comes with our friends from. TSA in regards to travel in the airport. Well, we're fortunate enough to have sat down with Sid and Dale from the TSA last week. We got a great interview coming up right after this news break. It'll uh, give you lots and lots of information to make you a smarter traveler. So stick around to the Travel Guys. Hey there, it's the Travel and Entertainment Guys, Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations, and links to all of our special guests can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. It's so good to have our friends from the TSA back with us here on the Travel Guys to make you a smarter traveler, Dale Keller and Sid Hanna. Guys, welcome back to the Travel Guys. Hey, thank you for having us. Thank you. It is, it is a pleasure, guys. It seems like we... We generally talk when catastrophe looms. I mean, uh, when the busy season looms um, at at TSA, and now we have oh joy, um, the possibility looming that the government will shut down. Which, um, for if I understand it right, um, TSA workers will still get paid if the government shuts down, but they won't get paid until after the government is back in business again. Is that? Am I understanding that right? Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it. We will be here every day doing our job just as any other. And, um, you know, if it the government shutdown goes on long enough, the paychecks won't hit. Uh, we'll continue to work. But when everything is finally settled and signatures pinned, uh, then the, the pay will hit at that point. 
So, guys, in in past shutdowns, if I again correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is, you're you, you got a job, you're not getting paid. So, you know, if you want to call in sick or something, has that been an issue in Sacramento during previous shutdowns? Have you had, um, have you lost a lot of staff? And other, what I'm where I'm trying to go with this is, the busy Thanksgiving weekend will be coming up. Um, do you do you guys think that you'll be down staff, or do you think Sacramento will be okay? This is assuming that the government shuts down. You know, honestly, years past, Sacramento and and our our three other small airports, we have not had that come up. I know there's been reports of other other airports that have uh, come down with what they call the blue flu. Uh, but we have not had that issue here in Sacramento. Uh, very fortunate. We've got a, our workforce, very professional, very dedicated to our mission. And, uh, you know, that's not saying they don't complain a lot, but they do come to work and, and they, they do their job and they do very good. <laughs> well, I have a dozen and a half employees myself and every once in a while I have to, you know, get out the whip and chains because they're complaining about something. Um, so guys, we're, we're headed into the holiday season. Um, no matter what happens, it's going to be busier than the bejesus at the airport. Heck, just finding a place to park is going to be a little bit of a challenge out there. Um, you've done that. You you get into the terminal. Tell us, uh, share with, with our listeners a couple of things that maybe are the hot buttons right now or things that they should know if they're heading out of town via the airport over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. You know, first thing I would like to say is, and actually kind of backing it up, before you even leave home, make sure you start with an empty bag. You know, we, we call it no before you go. And we, these past, you know, especially this past year, we've encountered a lot of uh, firearms, a lot of actual uh, dangerous weapons. Uh, and we're not talking common pocket knives. We're talking actual weapons, double-edged blades, uh, you know, uh, switchblade knives, stilettos, things that, you know, that are actually outlawed, that are true weapons. And, you know, the first thing everybody says is, oh, gee, I I forgot that was in there. And by the time that occurs at the checkpoint, it's a little too late. So we really encourage, you know, start with an empty bag. Know before you go. Take everything out, make sure it's empty, and then start packing. And if there's any questions about what can go, you know, what you're allowed to bring, there, there's a lot of resources out there. There's Ask TSA. There's, the, you know, the, uh, the TSA.gov website. There's the TSA app. Uh, there's the TSA Instagram, which is actually kind of humorous and, and has won a few awards as far as prohibited items. Uh, there's the, uh, the X page or the, the formerly Twitter page for Ask TSA. You know, there's so many resources to know what can and cannot go with you into the cabin of the aircraft or what, you know, must be checked into your check baggage that if you, if you take your time, do your homework and you start like that, you will have no problem whatsoever getting through security. And you won't have that water bottle full of water that, never mind the gun, um, the, 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 the water bottle, uh, it embarrasses me because about once a year I get caught with that. And, you know, I'm a pre-check guy and clear and all this stuff, and I'm supposed to know better. And it's really embarrassing when they pull your bag aside and say, sir, did you, you apparently forgot this bottle of water. So your point about starting with an empty bag is a good one mm-hmm. because not only could you eliminate something that would really get you in trouble but you can eliminate something that will slow down the line for the rest of us and we would all really appreciate that if you would make that extra step to try to make sure that your stuff is clear anything else that we should be sharing with folks 
Um, the normal arrive early, um, pack your patients. We, uh, we are pushing through a, a lot of passengers at Sacramento. Um, you know, we've got all our lanes open, all our lanes staffed. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're in good shape staffing wise, but when you try to push that many people through, there, there's going to be a little bit of delay. Um, but pack your patience and remember it is the holidays and uh, enjoy and uh, we'll get you in and out as quick as we can. Guys, I've noticed my last few visits to the airports, uh, not just Sacramento, but other places as well, uh, that they seem not too interested in seeing my boarding pass anymore. They want my they want my driver's license, and don't bother me with that boarding pass. You're just taking up time. What's going on? So we have our cat machine here where we just take your ID and we um, insert into the machine. The machine will automatically retrieve the data from our uh, in-flight system and know that you're traveling that day and... Um, that you're clear to go. We don't need the boarding pass anymore to verify. Um, and it's something that we have across um, here in Sacramento and across the continent. Um, the other thing that we're going to be seeing here pretty soon is CAT2, and that's going to be the where you can actually use your NFC reader on your phone, and if you have the digital ID on there, you'll be able to uh, scan that and do the same thing. Wow. Wow, another step of technology yeah. is coming soon. Trying to do the right thing, I'm just slowing people down. <laughs> yeah, so actually, so that will go right in line with what we were talking about. Have your ID ready. Know where it's at. As soon as you walk up, they just want the ID and scan it, and they'll go. So sometimes Isn't it amazing, guys, how, and, and, and this is a little bit of a pet peeve, but you're standing in line, and you've been in line for three, four, five, ten minutes, and now you get up to how many people get up to the TSA person that they're going to interact with and they don't have their their id out i mean it's like uh, can i see oh i've got it let me let me it's here somewhere let me find it so really one of the best pieces of wisdom that that we can offer you is have your id ready when you get to the front of the line because if everybody did that we would save a massive amount of time yes very yep. true that and too, and, and especially pre-check passengers, when you, when you get up there and you, you're putting your stuff on the belt, divesting as we call it, putting it on the belt to go through the X-ray, there's not going to be any bends. So as you're as you're waiting, start taking everything out of your pocket and stuff it in your bag. You know, your backpack, your bag, whatever you have with you, just start right. stuffing everything in there. Make sure everything's out of your pockets. You know, make sure your cell phone, especially, stuff it in there, and then put the bag through the X-ray, and then you walk through the walk-through metal detector. And if done correctly, it's very fast, very quick. Grab your bag on the backside, head for a bench, put everything back, and, and off you go. There you go. Um, and really and truly, so, so what we're, we're trying to convince folks here is there are some things you can do before you get to the front of the line that will make your time in the system go faster. And uh, to United's point about boarding uh, window aisle or window middle aisle seats, if you save 10 seconds on each person who went through the line – um, you know, that, that would add up to quite a bit of time. So everybody help everybody else out by making sure is it if folks are traveling with small children, is there anything that they can do to make that go quicker? Usually it's, it's kind of the same thing, uh, especially if they're pre-checked, it's the same thing. Everything on the belt stuffed in, go through, just kind of keep keep a hold of the kids they'll just walk right through the walk-through metal detector if they're old enough to um and then you know infants are carried through by the parent but really uh, that's about it i you know and i travel you know i still have young children of my own and traveling with them yes it's a little more stressful you got to move a little faster but 
making sure you do that and you can keep up. And and then also, I will say, if some things times it might get overwhelming, yell and ask. You know, ask for help. Um, if you know you need help beforehand, call us. We'll we'll make sure we have somebody there to to help you out. We have a, a very robust, if you'll say, uh, passenger support system here, where if you you need that extra help, that extra assistance, or if you're helping somebody, you know, who does. Uh, we're there to help you out and, and keep the stress down and make sure you're well taken care of. Our special guests here on the Travel Guys, and so happy to have them, Sid Hanna and Dale Keller with the Sacramento branch of the uh, TSA. Guys, are there is there anything brand new or something down the, down the road a ways that uh, you'd like to share with us in regards to technology or, or anything of that sort? Because there usually seems to be. <laughs> Yeah, yes, we're we're constantly, you know, trying to improve with the technology. We um uh Sacramento, you'll start seeing uh towards the end of this calendar year into next we'll be getting um uh some new x-ray type equipment, uh computer technology CT as we call it. Um that will uh help us in in our detection of the of the bags going through. We the equipment we use now is is referred to as advanced technology. Uh, it's very good, but the equipment that we're getting in is is that much better. And um, you'll see that coming in um, eventually. And now we're talking a few years down the road, we might see some more automated lanes. Uh, we did a test pilot on on one manufacturer's here a while back. Um, it didn't quite cut the mustard, uh, so they're taking it back and working on it. But eventually, you know, we'll, we'll probably see some of that uh, as you begin your uh, trek through security. Sid kind of hit on it with a cat too. Um, soon we'll be going through and um, we'll just be using a, a picture of the face. You know, you look into a camera and then that technology will take that picture of your face, run it through your known pictures that are on record and then verify your identity that way. Uh, it'll actually when it's, I'm sure once it's actually fully showcased across the U.S., it'll be much faster. And then, you know, for privacy reasons, that picture is then just deleted. It's gone. Nothing stored, nothing saved. I know there's been concern and talk about that. But um, so that'll be coming up. They're also piloting the same program that uh, CBP does when you have global entry. As soon as you walk in, there's a stand with a camera on it. The camera recognizes the face against the database of the uh, global entry and lets the uh, uh, officer know that you're here to clear through their security system. We're going to use the same process through pre-check and other, proce- uh, other process with clear. Once they recognize the face, we already know that you're ready to travel and you're good to go, so you won't even need the ID. Right, so similar to those of us with uh, who have who have clear right now. Correct. A similar type of facial, facial recognition. Guys, thank you so much uh, for your time. I really appreciate it. I know a busy time is coming up out there at the airport, but um, anything that we can do to help folks, we'll have a lot of inexperienced travelers over the Thanksgiving holiday, always do at holiday time. So anything that we can do to help them get through a little quicker and a little simpler, um, it, it benefits all of us. And if you guys, if anything comes up between now and the holidays or something else that you, you know, shows up out there at the airport and you want to communicate, why, please give us a shout. We're happy to spread the word. We definitely will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you both. You stay well. We'll see you next time here on the Travel Guys. Boy, lots of great information there as always. Thanks, Sid and Dale, for for uh, for being on with us here on the Travel Guys. Absolutely. Okay, you're, 
yeah, you're at the airport. You're ready to get on the plane. And all of a sudden, there's an announcement that says, hey, uh, we need your seat. We're offering cash or we're offering vouchers. We're making an offer. When is it a good time to take that offer and when is it not? What are the things that you need to think about when that when that occurs? We're going to talk about it firsthand right here on The Travel Guys. Hey there, Mark and Tom, the Travel and Entertainment Guys with you. Our final segment for the day. More stuff to make you a smarter traveler, Mark. Absolutely. Hey, one thing we were talking about out at the airport, and one little tip I've mentioned before that really comes into play in situations like this. First of all, traffic getting on to I-5 out of the airport has gotten to be kind of a challenge, and the ramps are very short, so be very careful when you're out there. Another little tip uh, for this time of the year, especially if you're picking up or dropping someone off in the terminal that Southwest departs from, Terminal B. If you're, if you're, if you're picking someone up there, try reversing the ramps. So if you're going out in the evening to pick someone up and it's going to be crowded, tell them you'll pick them up on the departures level. There'll be nobody up there at 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. They get their bag, they go up the escalator, you pull up, you pull around, you pull out, no hassle. Same thing if you reverse that if you're leaving somebody off at a busy time in the morning and you can see it's really crowded, pull up to the arrivals level downstairs. All you have to do is just go up one escalator level and you're there. Much easier to get in, much easier to get out. You will you will be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. And really and truly, if you can get someone to take you to the airport, parking is expensive. That's really the way to go this weekend is get someone to give you a ride out there or to pick you up out there. You'll save on the parking, and I'm sure they're not going to miss the revenue um, this weekend because it's the, the lots will be full. So check online before you go out there. And don't forget, Lyft, Uber, Rideshare, yep, uh, maybe the way to go. Look yeah, abs- absolutely. Just because getting out of the airport when everybody's leaving, um, if you're leaving at five in the afternoon and the traffic's heavy on the freeway, it was backed up all over the place when I got in the other day. Um, so it just really, you can save yourself. I, I strongly recommend with the parking fees out there and stuff. If you're going to be gone for a week and you're not going from Timbuktu then ride shares is really a possibility. All right. We want to talk about one other thing here before we uh, wrap up the program today. Uh, planes are going to be full over the weekend. Planes are full pretty much all the time now. And if you get the opportunity, sometimes there's a situation. This happened to me last week. Small plane going from Denver to Shreveport. Um, it's getting to be time to board, and they come on the PA system. They say, look, um, we're, we're overweight. And, and this is interesting. We'll address this in a minute, moment. We're overweight. We got to have three people off the plane. We'll give you five hundred dollars in travel credits and a guaranteed seat tomorrow if you'll get off the plane. Nobody took them up on their offer. Remember, there's only fifty of us, so and they got to get three people off the plane. So the offer goes up to a thousand dollars, and one person takes the offer. Now they still need two more people, so the price of poker goes up to fifteen hundred dollars. Now does the person who took the thousand dollar Offer get the higher offer? No, they don't. They've already they're already locked in at fifteen hundred dollars in funny money and a confirmed seat tomorrow. They get two more volunteers. We get on the plane and then they come on and say, "Wait, uh, we're still overweight. We got to take two more people off the plane." So um, the offer now has gone up to two thousand dollars. Now I happen to be this is a regional jet, so I'm not in first class, but I'm in the very first seat 
just around the corner from the door. I, I didn't know. I don't know that they knew I could hear this conversation. But the flight attendant who is making the announcements is talking to the gate supervisor, and the gate supervisor she says, "Well, what if nobody takes the two thousand? She says, "Well, then go to twenty five hundred." She says, "Then go to three thousand." She says, "I'll go back. if you don't get anybody at three thousand. I'll go back upstairs and find out if we can go higher than that." So I'm hearing all this. At 2,000, they get two volunteers to get off the plane. But the significant thing to note was this time the wording was a little different about traveling on. It was you'll be on a standby basis for tomorrow's flight. So there's only one flight from Shreveport to Denver. You can go through Houston and get there. But what they were basically saying is that we don't have any space for you tomorrow. You're getting off the plane with $2,000 worth of credit, a meal voucher, and a hotel for the night. But uh, but we don't know for sure that you're going to get out tomorrow. Be very careful the way that's worded. You want to make sure that you have a confirmed seat and not a standby seat on the next opportunity to travel and that you're both in agreement as to when that's going to happen. You also want to know if that offer is in airline money or United States currency. In this case, it was in airline money. So um, does that expire in a year? Can it only be used by the person who is the offer is made to? Can you go home and take your family on a vacation or give this voucher to a friend? Does it expire in 90 days? These are all things that you need to know when you're considering one of these offers to get off, to give up your seat, in essence, to sell your seat back to the airline. And the other thing that's really, really, really critical that nobody thinks about, and I didn't hear anybody ask about this the other day, the airlines, the airplane's about to leave. All the bags are loaded onto the plane, including yours. So if you have a checked bag and you take one of these offers, you want to ask a really important question. Where is my luggage? Are you going to take it off the plane and bring it back to me here at the gate? Do I get it at baggage claim? In other words, is my bag coming off that plane? Or is my luggage going on to my destination and I will be without it? until such time as I make it to the destination. Now you're in a you're in the Denver airport and your bag is gone, so you've got the clothes on your back and whatever you're carrying with you and that's it until you catch up to your luggage. So when you're considering one of these offers, these are things that you want to think about. Ask them what's happening to my luggage because no matter what they're offering, if your bag is going somewhere and you're not, you may not want to accept that offer may not be as good anymore. And as was proven the other day on the flight to Shreveport, um, it's really a poker game. So if uh, you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, gee, maybe I should accept that. If I hold out, here's another idea. They're offering $1,500 or whatever they're offering. Go quietly get up and go up to the airline employee that's making the offer and say, look, um, if it's $2,000, I'll take it. And there's a real likely chance that that you, you've established now that there's a price at which you'll get off the plane. So there you go. If you need to resell your seat to the airline, keep those things in mind. And you did not sell your ticket. I did not. I stayed on the aircraft. All right. Wrapping up another Travel Guys radio program, my friends. Remember, dance like nobody's watching. Stay well, everyone. We'll see you next week, 11 a.m., here on the Travel Guys. Thanks for joining us.